Welcome and thank you for downloading the Trinity Now podcast, recorded live from Trinity Church of Weston Chapel. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. Now, let's join Pastor Dave. Um, Open your Bibles, please, to Matthew chapter 24, starting in verse 4. Matthew 24, and we're starting in verse 4. And would you please stand for the reading of God's word. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. Would you bow your heads with me, please? Our gracious Father, we we give you thanks. You're a glorious and a a gracious and a a majestic God. And and Father, you are so worthy of, of our praise. And as we come together today... Um, we open your word, and we just ask that your hand would be upon us, that you would guide us, you would direct us, that you would lead us. Father, open our hearts and open our minds, and allow the Spirit to come amongst us and to just cover it like cover us like a blanket. Father, we trust you. We trust your word. And in all things, we give the praise to you, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Um, please leave your Bibles open. You know, last week, um, we weren't able to get as far as I had read last week. We, were, we ended up talking about, about the deceiver, the imitator, the, the antichrist who, who was to come. Um, and we weren't able uh, to get to the, the wars and the rumors of wars and, and, and what is, is to come and what is to come to pass in the tribulation period. And here, um, as we're in, in uh, um, uh, Matthew 24, um, reading up to, to verse 14, we're talking about um, the, first, the first half of the tribulation period. The, the tribulation period being, of course, seven years long. And we're talking about the first, the first three and a half years of that time. Um, why? It, is, is Christ, and he's talking to them here, is he talking to the church? No, he's not. He's speaking to his disciples. He's speaking to the Jews. He's talking about what things are to come to pass. And, and we would possibly say, you could ask, well, if this, isn't, if this is written to the Jews and not to the church, why are we paying attention to this? Because it's God's word. 
and because we can gauge about what is coming, if we can, if we can look at, at, at what is happening today and we can look at the tribulation period, we can figure out where we are in, in all of this. Um, in, in the age, uh, in the church age, or in the age of grace, is what we call it. Um, Jesus said, and it's something that I hear repeated so much today, because of all the things that, that are going on, um, Jesus said, you will hear of wars and, and rumors of wars. And, and when you look at what is going on around us today, when you're looking at, at ISIS, you're looking at some of the, the, the most, uh, an evil that is almost indescribable. Um, is ISIS a problem? Absolutely it's a problem. Absolutely it is. It's evil. Um, it, everything that, that seems to be uh, going on with, with that situation is a mess. We don't have a grip on it. It would be nice to say that, that that we, that we have a grip on, on being able to take care of the, of the problem that is going on in Iraq and in Syria. Um, the, the truth of it is, I don't know if you've ever witnessed anything like this in, in your lifetime, but we really don't have any allies in this. I mean, we have those who say, well, we'll help you bomb and, and all of that with, with uh, trying to locate ISIS in, in Iraq and in Syria. But we have no enemies. And we've taken on the idea of, of this as an enemy of my enemy is my friend. And until it's over with, and guess what? You, you don't have any friends. And, and it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of scary to look at all of this. And I can't help but think, and, and uh, in Isaiah 17:1 that talks about the total destruction of, of Damascus. Um, you've got, uh, and, and you can see all kinds of possibilities that, that could come. Damascus over the years has, has, has been damaged through wars and all, but it has never ceased to be a city. Um, scripture talks about, Isaiah 17:1 talks about Damascus being totally obliterated. It's no longer um, a city. Um, you've, got, you've got countries that are sitting on the border. Turkey, for instance, it sits on the border um, wanting to help us, but they really don't care about ISIS, who they really hate is, is Assad. They, he hate, they hate Syria. Um, is, is there something that could come along that, that could actually cause the destruction of Damascus? Absolutely there is. You've, you've got Russia sitting there saying, if something happens to Assad, if something happens to the, to the regime in Syria, then they're going to attack. You want to talk about a mess? This is, this is, this is a mess. This is a real mess. It's, it's almost as if the world in itself is, is, is spinning, spinning out of control. A lot of this doesn't make sense. But is ISIS the danger? Is that, is that the danger? When we're talking about wars and rumors of wars, are we talking about ISIS? I, I think that there's another danger there that, that we're possibly not, we aren't shifting our focus to. Well, actually, I, maybe we are in secret, but I think that there's an issue going on with Russia. You know that there's an issue going on there. I, and, and personally for me, yeah, I, I know that because our son got sent off to Poland. Um, who gets sent to Poland anymore? Nobody does. Well, they do now. 
Because we're worried about what, we're, we're deep down inside, we're worried about what's happening with Russia. Um, and, and I know that he has gone there to help beef up NATO. Nobody's shooting at him. And so actually, in some respects, I'm kind of glad he's sitting in Poland. Uh, sometimes it's safer than, than being over here in some of our cities. But, but no one's shooting at him right now. But we don't know what's going to happen. And, you, and you've heard the, the, the term before of, of poking that bear to see if the bear is, is, is awake or not, and the bear being Russia. Um, actually, guys, the bear's awake. The bear is poking us. He's poking us, and he's poking other, other uh, countries just to see it, what we'll do as he shows his, his aggressiveness and going back into, into other countries that, you know, I mean, that's, this, is what, this is what he did in the Ukraine. This is what he did um, in uh, uh, Crimea. Um, walked in, just it took them over. Why? Because he was concerned, this being Putin, he was concerned about, about, the, um, uh, about the Russians that were still living in those countries. And that, and that will be his excuse to, to expand into other countries now because he's, of, of course, concerned about the Russian population of those countries. There's a real problem there, guys. There, there is. There's a real problem. And, and, and Jesus said, and, and nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. He's talking about, about all the nations and, and, and the kingdoms and, and don't think that this, when, when he talks about nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, that this will be a, a, a plan that will, that will come together that will make sense to us. Because, guys, it doesn't make sense to us. We don't understand how, how one country, a peace-loving country, can get dragged into something. And, and it, it does create um, a, a helter-skelter kind of situation with these countries. But flip over in your Bibles to Revelation. Revelation 6 and verses 3 and 4. And when he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, and this is, this is John, the book of Revelation, in heaven. And these are the sealed judgments. These are the first judgments that come upon the earth in the tribulation period. And, uh, and I heard the second living creature saying, come and see. And another horse. Last week we talked about the white horse. The Antichrist showing up, the deceiver, the one who wants to imitate Christ. Another horse, this one, fiery red, went out, and it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth, and that people should kill one another, and there was given to him a great sword. Guys, this isn't just, this isn't just war. This, this is a general unrest within the people. This is person against person. This is, this is um, uh, not just nation against nation. This is, is a terrible situation with, within the nations 
people fighting against, against people. Um, but you can see how this is shaping up. Um, but you, you need to remember something here. Um, when, when Jesus is speaking of this, he's speaking about this in the tribulation time. Okay? He's not talking about that necessarily now. But, but what are we doing now to lead up to this, to this opportunity? The wars, the rumors of wars, the wars of people come together. Remember a few weeks ago I was telling you about the Gog-Magog war that starts in the beginning of, of that tribulation period, um, a time when, when Russia and, and uh, Iran, or Iran um, when, when they come together, and there's a hook. God delivers the hook. It's, it's just like a fisherman. Throwing it out there. Here's, here's the hook. Because I know what's on that hook is going, to, is, going to, is going to interest the fish. Whatever I'm fishing for, no matter what it is, you have to put the right lure, the right worm. You've got to put whatever it is on that hook. And it works. And you can fish that way. Well, God, in order for the Gog and Magog war to come together, God has to, has to go fishing. And the hook that he uses is what drags them into that Gog and Magog war. You look at, at you know, over, over time, over the, the last centuries, Russia has never been one to, to ally itself with Iran. They are now. They are now. They've shared um, uh, technology. Uh, Russia is the one that, that backs Iran as far as... as uh, nuclear, uh, nuclear energy. They're the ones that have trained their scientists to come together. There is a real, there's, there's an, um, they are allies. They're working together on this. Then, Jesus says, well, famines. After the wars and rumors of wars, he says famines and pestilence and earthquakes and in various places. He talks about this. Look over in Revelation 5, 6. The third judgment, the third judgment, which is the third seal, which is the third horse. 5 and 6. And when he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come and see. And so I looked, and behold, a black horse and he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius. And do not harm the oil and, and the wine. When you're looking at, at famine, um, folks, the last famine that, that we had, um, that the world has, was in Somalia. And it was between 2010 and 2012, a weather-related famine. Um, they lost approximately a quarter of a million people in, in that famine. But it ended in, in around 2012. But you'll notice something that, that comes from this. This is not speaking of that famine. We're not building our way up to, to, to this famine. Um, this is something that happens in, in the tribulation period, but you'll notice at the end it says, but don't touch the oil and the wine. And if you look at the scripture, what it's saying is that there is a, den- hey, a denarius for, for um, 
How's it go? A, a, a quart of wheat for a denarius and three quarters of barley for a denarius don't harm the oil or, or the wine. Is it, you know, folks, and, and strictly, and I repeat, strictly, theoretical. I, I, you know, we don't know how this happens. We don't know what causes it. Is it a financial collapse? Is that why they're talking about the finances to buy such a little bit? A denarius, you're looking at a day's wages for, for that. But is there a, a famine that is going on now? Absolutely not. There isn't. But we're not talking now. We're talking about what would happen in, in the, uh, uh, the tribulation period. And so he talked about the famine. And then he said something about the pestilence. That, that is going on. That's happening right now. The pestilence that, that, is, that is going on with the Ebola. Um, where, where is that headed next? You know the CDC is, is, is very conservative. Wouldn't want to have their job to tell people what is going on with Ebola, but yet not cause a, a, a panic amongst the people. But it's, it's moving from one country to another country. It's been here. Um, they try to assure us that, that, it is, that it is under control. But guys, I'll tell you. You know, when you... When you look at, at the different strains of, of illnesses that are going on today, the one that, that is affecting the kids, uh, a respiratory one, they said don't even bother going up to the hand sanitizers and cleaning your hands because it doesn't work. Um, you have to wash your hands with warm water and, and soap and, and the, the different viruses that are coming out that... that, uh, <coughs> that um, that are out there. They're different strains. I, I had read something a, a while back, not that long ago, a few weeks ago, that talked about what, what is happening. Why are we immune to, to the antibiotic, antibiotics that, that are available to us today? And, and, and much of it is because of the meat that we eat, because it's injected with antibiotics. And you know, after a while, the antibiotics that are in your system keep making, your body gets used to them. They don't fight off things. And, and it's, it's, it's like a, a, a mad circle that, that we're in. Um, earthquakes. Wow, earthquakes. Has anybody ever gone through one? Anybody here ever been in an earthquake before? Not, not too many. When I was in western New York when I was a kid, um, there was a couple of mornings when, when we experienced an earthquake. Um, was it anything that was real bad? No, it wasn't, it wasn't real bad. It felt like somebody hit our house with a, with a big truck. Um, it knocked pictures off the walls. I know in town um, it knocked over um, uh, chimneys and, and the like. Very low, low scale, maybe a four point something. I don't know. Um, it's... it's it's you know, an eye-opening type of thing. How much noise a house makes when it shakes. Or how much noise the ground makes when it, when it shakes. Um, and, and Jesus said there will be, there will be earthquakes in, in various places. Um, it doesn't sound like it's the normal thing. 
And I, I did a study on, on this, and the earthquakes that are happening now, are, there is a substantial increase over the past 60 years in, in earthquakes, in major earthquakes. Major earthquakes. 8.0 and above, there is a ver- there's a substantial increase over the last 60 years. And the small ones that they have, the type that I went through in, in western New York, um, thousands. It's amazing the amount of earthquakes that, that are happening today. Um, when you get in and you, uh, into the tribulation period and you start reading about in Revelation about what, what is going on, there's some major earthquakes that, that are happening there. There's an earthquake that happens as soon as you get into the tribulation period in the Gog and Magog War. There's an earthquake that comes in, in there. Um, look back at verse 9. I'm sorry. Go back to Matthew 24 as you flip back. In, in uh, chapter, or verse 9, and then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. The Jews, Israel, will be delivered up to tribulation, delivered up to hatred, delivered up to martyrdom. They'll be delivered into it. You know, the nations will hate you for my name's sake. Are there no allies for Israel? Are there any? Does Israel have any allies today? Hmm. It's supposed to be us. It's supposed to be us. Have you ever seen a country of people that had no allies? That's what's coming for them. But when you look at us, we really are the only ally that, that Israel has. We're it. And with friends like us, who needs enemies? We're not an ally like an ally used to be. We're not an ally with Israel like, like we are an ally with England or, or any, other, any other government or any other, other country. There are no, think about this, there are no allies for Israel. There are none. Nobody will even allow them into the European Union. The countries that are part of the European Union will not allow Israel into it. Why? Because they say they have human rights problems with the Palestinians that are, that are in Israel. That's why they won't let them into the European Union. Who's the rest of the world pulling for here. Is it Israel? Is it... Hamas sits in there in the Gaza Strip and lobs rockets into Israel and the world says nothing. Israel lobs one back into, into the Gaza Strip and the world goes crazy. Is that an ally? Are we their ally? Actually, to tell you the truth, Israel does have an ally. One ally. Christians, Christians are, are not a country, but Christians are the only allies that, that Israel has. Folks, the hatred for Israel, the hatred for Israel is almost supernatural. They offend nobody. 
They'll stay by themselves. They don't want anybody to bother them. And yet people hate them. Why? It's something that's supernatural. It is. Even countries, that any other country that you can think of. Look at Syria. Look at, look at Assad, who is the president of Syria, sends chemical weapons into his own people, killing people all over the place. He's a monster, an absolute monster. And he's got allies. He has allies. He's a friend to Russia. He's a friend to Iran. He's a friend to this one. He's a friend to that one. Al- Israel, who bothers nobody, has not one ally except Christians. Christians alone. And you know something? There's a lot of Christians that don't get it. You know, the, the Jews don't have to explain the Christians. Christianity has to, has to explain the Jews. Because Jesus Christ was a Jew. Jesus was a Jew. We have to, we, this is where Christianity came from, from Jesus Christ, who was a Jew. And yet there's still churches out there today that just, they don't get it. They don't understand it. And, and, they, and they, they reach out to the Palestinians, but they will not reach out to Israel. Sure wish it made sense. Hmm. Verse 11 in here, in verse 11, um, it talks about, and then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Many false prophets will rise up. One of the characteristics of, of the false religion of the end times is, is what um, John describes in Revelation, and he calls as sorceries. He calls them as sorceries in, in Revelation uh, 9-11. Real quick, turn over to Revelation 9-11. Nope, sorry. Revelation 9, in verse 21, and it says this, And they did not repent of their murders, or their sorceries, or their sexual immorality, or their, um, or their thefts. And, and as, you, as you look, at, look that up, in the sorceries in the Greek is pharmakia, which, refer, which is where we get the word pharmacy from. And it refers to a mind-altering drug to aid in the practice of false, false um, spirituality. In other words, what John is talking about in the end times and the, and the worshiping that they do is a sorcery. They call it a sorcery, but what it really is 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 they're taking drugs. They're taking drugs to enhance worship. And whatever they're worshiping must be interesting. It must be interesting. Nothing like being stoned for worship. Might be an interesting sermon, though, wouldn't it? Hmm. Guys, where are we with this? Medical marijuana? You want to talk about it? Do you really think that that's where it's going to stop? Look at Colorado. Guys, it does not stop there. It doesn't stop there. They really don't care about the medical marijuana. They just want it to be legal. Listen, it used to be that when we read about the wars and the rumors of wars and the famines and the pestilence and the earthquake, you would really have to speculate about how all this could happen. You really would. But today, look in the newspaper. Look at what's going on around us. Um, 
How do you handle this info? How do you handle what's coming at you from all kinds of directions? You got a choice in this. You can reach over with your remote and you can go click and you can shut it off. In other words, you can deny that anything is going on. You can stick your head in the sand and just forget about it. I wouldn't recommend that you do that, though. But you do have a choice in how you're going to handle this. You can handle it your own way. You can handle it on your own. You can trust in yourself. Or you can trust in the one who told you that this was going to happen. You trust in the one who spoke the words, who trusted those words to us. You see, verse 6 also said one thing that I didn't get into before, and he says, see that, they, see that you are not troubled, for these things must come to pass. He said, listen, there's wars and rumors of wars. See that these things don't trouble you. See that it doesn't, because it has to happen. It has to happen, because when this happens is when I can return. Guys, these things have to happen. It kind of reminds me of something. Um, when, I, when I look back at, at Jesus before he was crucified, when, when he was talking to his disciples in that upper room, and, and when he was with them, they knew it was coming to an end. They knew that this Messiah, this one that was going to save them from, from the oppression of the Romans, they knew that, that he was going to set up a kingdom. They knew that there was going to be 12 um, thrones set up and that each one of them was going to sit on one of those thrones and judge one of the tribes of Israel. They knew that that was going to happen. But now all of a sudden he was going to die. All of a sudden, all this time he'd been telling them that he had to go to the cross and now they could see that it was coming. So in other words, guys, as you sit back and you think about your life being turned upside down about the things that are happening in your life, this is exactly what the disciples were feeling like when they realized that Jesus Christ was going to go to the cross. And so in, in John 14, 14, 1, he says, you put your, um, let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Guys, let not your heart be troubled. Trust, it's trust. You've got to put your trust not in yourself. I'm not saying to shut the TV off. I'm not saying don't, don't open up a newspaper. I'm not saying that. But I said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in the promises of, of Jesus Christ. Believe in the one who created the heavens and the earth. Believe in the one who stood up in the boat and said, Peace be still with the sea. And the sea was still. Guys, if, if we go through this life in, in what is happening here, I'd say it, you're going to go crazy. You're going to go crazy. When you turn on the TV and you see all the stuff that is going on, if you take it to heart, if, if you let it deep down inside, if you let it eat at you, it's going to drive you crazy. It's going to do it. You've got to put your faith someplace. You can't put it in yourself. Guys, you can't handle this on your own. You can't.
you can only handle this through Jesus Christ. You can only handle it through his promises. You can only handle it with the one who one day all knees will bow before. Guys, every bit of the word is true. And it says that one day all knees will bow before him. Guys, I know that things can be crazy. I know things are rough. Don't go through this alone. You go through this with Jesus Christ. You wake in the morning, sing his song again. Sing it again. Be singing it when you go to bed at night. Guys, he's your strength. He is your strength, and he'll bring you through every bit of this. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. You're a good and a gracious God, and we trust in Jesus Christ to carry us through no matter what is is happening. Father, the praise and glory goes to you. We realize that this world is, it's, it's in a mess. But you know every, everything that is happening. You knew it from the beginning. You knew it from the beginning of time. You're not reacting to it. It's reacting because of you. Lord, give us the strength to look at you, to follow you, to put our, our trust in you and you alone. And I pray this in your most precious name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Trinity Now podcast. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. We hope today's sermon has touched your heart, and we hope you will join us next week for another message from God's Word.